What's up, everybody? So we're back with another episode of the Swift Podcast. Today, I bring on a former colleague and friend of mine, um, Virginia Sanchez. She is down in Florida living the dream while the rest of us are freezing up north. Um, personal trainer, life coach, and a future lawyer. And I'm not going to expose that. I'll let her do it for you because when I read that, I was really intrigued by it. So Virginia, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Going well. Thanks for coming on. Um, you're a busy lady, so I appreciate your time. Um, and I hope that we can enlighten the audience the way you've enlightened me. So I'm going to kind of go with the first topic. And I want to talk to you about your journey and your passion for fitness and what kind of brought you to where you are today. Okay. Um, so it really started um, over 10 years ago, about 10 years ago. Um, after high school, I was planning on leaving for the military after doing some time in college. And um, I always had interest in leaving for the military at some point. And I liked all the benefits that came with it and the security and the opportunities. So I, um, I also wasn't in the best shape. Like um, I never did sports growing up. I wanted to, but I didn't really grow up in a wealthy household and I always had to babysit my brother. So I could go to school and come home and that was it. And I had to watch my brother and um, I wasn't really allowed to do a lot of activities. So I was active, but more so with like neighborhood kids and I was not ready for boot camp or the military at all. So I dove into um, learning more about like fitness and nutrition. And I, um, my journey started out of planet fitness and I was like, Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And, um, I got into it with a couple friends. Um, actually one of my best friends, still Amanda and, um, a trainer that we worked with a little bit, his name was Orion and it really got me more intrigued. And I just started learning more and I learned how unhealthy my lifestyle was. Uh, I was, I wasn't as active. I actually was already plant-based at that time, uh, primarily with my diet, but I was eating a lot of packaged foods, junk foods. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm healthy. And I was not healthy at all. Um, and I pretty much just uh, kept learning and doing that. And um, boot camp was like a breeze. It worked. <laughs> Uh, push-ups were easier. Everything was easier. Um, the mentality portion of boot camp was something else, but the physical part was easier. Um, and then I was in the military for some time and just kept learning about health and fitness. I was actually medically uh, retired from the military. Um, I went through some nerve damage um, in my spine and my core region. And I um, lost 40 pounds in three months. I couldn't work out for like over a year and it really um, put a ripple on everything. So that happened um, mid to late 2013, actually, all the way through 2015. And then I, um, I slowly got back into it, but I had to gain weight at this point and it 
came on so fast because I was starving myself and I couldn't really control, like my body just really wanted food and I was binge eating. And that was a whole nother, another battle that I was dealing with. So at that point it was finding the right balance for me because here I am gaining weight and everything else looks good, but it was all going to my stomach. And I was like, Oh my God, this isn't good. And I was having some eating disorder mentality after that. And um, and I became very obsessive. And for me, um, if I have an end goal, say like a show, it's easier because I know there's an end date and then I can slowly get back into things. But if I'm so obsessive and I'm just like, no, I just want this, um, I can go into like a mentality where I'll be good, good, good. And then just binge eat everything in the cabinet. And it could be a pack of cookies. And then I go back an hour later and I'm like, Ooh, what else can I eat? So thankfully I haven't done that in many years, but, um, it was finding a balance with that. And once I created a happy medium and learned more and started working more in the gym, um, with one of my good friends, Eddie, you know, Eddie, Eddie. Um, yeah. So, um, I worked at two gyms with Eddie Gold's gym and then NJAC. And, um, and I just continued to learn more about things. I brought everything online and it wasn't until I went online with my, myself and really tried to dive more into my client's lifestyle that I realized there's a lot of similarities there. People doing a lot of yo-yo dieting processes that I was dealing with. Maybe they weren't binge eating, maybe they were starving themselves, or maybe they were eating all day and or partying and then not eating much for the next few days to kind of like make up for it. Um, or maybe they were eating too little, like enough for a toddler to eat, or maybe they're just eating too much, but what they're eating um, is also not good. It's very high in fats and carbs and that's gonna make you, so it was like learning a lot of these things took many years. And, um, and I feel like going into each client's lifestyle more thoroughly helps me, um, helps me help them because for me, if I do what I do for some of my clients for myself, it's not going to work for me. So I have to gear each program to the client and I don't like, I don't feel that, you should fully develop your whole lifestyle around this because not everybody wants to dedicate their life to this kind of stuff like you and I. Um, some people just really want to feel good and look good and dedicate their life to other things. So um, I found it better to modify things to fit the lifestyle they already live so they don't feel like um, they're being deprived or overly restricted. Uh, because in my experience, um, I feel like that leads to more failure than anything else. Um, and then that pretty much just brings me here, I guess. I've been doing that for about three and a half years online and just learning with clients. I'm still learning. There's so much to learn. Um, I don't know everything. If I don't know something, I'll try to ask someone who does. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> There you have it, folks. So I think the the beauty of her story, um, for those of you listening, I kind of fall on the same route, right? We go through these battles with ourselves. I competed. Um, and I remember during my first time, Eddie was with NJAC. I was with NJAC for a while. I think you came on after I left, I believe. Um, I think it was right after you left. I think it was like two months after you left or something. 
And that's when I first saw and it. It's funny, right? So like, I get it. I think that the, the beauty of what you said is when you're in your current programming and when you're working with clients, you see the same struggles every coach is currently dealing with. And we've personally dealt with. And I think people forget that, right? Our clients think that we're this epiphany of like, help professionals that we were built this way from day one. And we knew this from day one. I woke up like this. (laughs) Right. And that's what they say. And it's like, no, absolutely not. We we've been through our struggles. I was very overweight. I had my personal battles. Like you've had your personal battles. Um, But it's cool to see how you've adapted to that. And being plant-based is probably one of the hardest things to do. I don't think people get enough plant-based in their diet on a regular day. So having your diet complete about that. So how is that on a day-to-day basis? Do you find yourself, no day one, you started when you were eight, I believe, um, till today and you've adapted over time, but how is adapting to it? Has it been a lot easier these, as more people are aware of it compared to your early days? Um, for me, I went cold Turkey with it. Um, I'm a huge animal lover. And when I was eight, everyone always asks, why'd you go plant-based? Um, was it forced on by your parents? Because it was at such a young age and everything. And when I was eight, um, my parents went out of town, my mom and my stepdad, I think they went to family or a wedding or something. I don't remember. I was so young and, uh, we had a babysitter sit us for the weekend And she got called into work. And at the time we were living in upstate New York. And um, well, she worked in one of those slaughter places and uh, we had to go with her and she put us like in the office, but in the office, there was a glass window and I could see like everything, not the most gross parts, but at the time that's a lot for like an eight year old and I'm already a manimal lover and everything. And I was like, And so when my parents came back, she tried to make me like, I think she tried to make me a burger or chicken or something. And I was like, I'm not eating that. And thankfully I have good mom where she, she didn't force it on me. She said, okay. Um, And she actually tried vegetarian for a few years too, um, but she couldn't do it anymore. So for me, um, I just went cold turkey with it. My emotions were really high with it. And it kind of just helped me along the way where I, I didn't really give in. Um, I never gave in to meat. Um, dairy and egg were a little bit harder, but I slowly cut those out over the years. And then um, when it came to health and fitness, that's when I started learning more about protein intake and everything. And I was already like fairly okay built. Um, I surprisingly already have like a decent amount of muscle. Um, And I kind of played around with it a bit for my own personal sake. And for me, um, I focus on keeping the protein high, but not so not as excessively high as um, other athletes and competitors and trainers that I meet, um, because I really supplement that with carbs. Um, Carbs are like my best friend. (laughs) I love carbs and I keep my fats lower. Uh, but not too low where it affects my hormones. So um, for me, it took some time to figure out that balance. But once I really started going heavier in the gym, I noticed that it was working. So I just tried to stay in tune with my body, make sure I was getting my nutrients, um, fiber, water intake, um, getting enough protein. And I don't even track right now. Um, I just kind of go based off of what feels good. 
Um, and then I'll just track if I'm curious or if I'm competing. So. Gotcha. And I think that's the beauty of what she said there is carbs are her best friend and she lifts heavier and she's in great shape. You'll see her content, you'll see her videos. And I think that's what I've worked with people that come to my doors and say, hey, I only 50 carbs a day and look at them like what? That's like half a meal for me. I don't me. even know how that's possible. And, even, and that's competing, even competing, yeah. I didn't bring my carbs under a hundred until yeah. like the last month, like my carbs were high throughout all of that pretty much. And the lowest I brought it down to is like 90 grams. And, and I'm God, how do people do this? Exactly. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's men out there that I know that eat 90 grams a day just to get, and it's like, why, why are you doing this? And I feel like they just get this bad reputation. Like carbs are terrible for you. Don't eat them. But they're also the fuel that your body requires and needs. And as nutrition specialists, that's the first thing I was like, ah, you need to eat some food for you. It's good for you. Right. Um, but I love that in your story, why you chose the, the diet lifestyle for you, not even the diet was because there's more value to it. And there's a strong belief to it. And now a lot of people start to make these connections with diets. Like I'm going vegan, I'm going vegetarian, I'm going keto. And it's just to pick up a quick fat diet. And you and I briefly spoke about it. Um, and and it's like well yes short term you can get xyz pretty quick but long term is sustainable but do you truly believe in the lifestyle so for her she's plant-based but she believes in the lifestyle not only because for her physical benefit but there's other components to that lifestyle that she's just against right so plant-based was hit and that's how you're sustaining it and that's why i ask her is it easy she goes yes it's easy because the moral is there and the belief is there but now we look at her fat diets. Like I tried keto for a week and I said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, so with your clients that come to you with these fad diets, what's your approach on kind of changing behavior, right? That's what it comes down to is really changing behavior. It really is. It's behavior and relearning because in my experience, 99% of my clients that come to me are scared of carbs or they're like, okay, like how much further do I have to cut down? They, they assume that carbs make them fat. Um, and, or they're, they're in the belief that like only keto works or, um, or you have to, um, eliminate a macronutrient category. And so all of those are not great. Um, for, for keto, Keto can be great for some people. I'm not saying it can't be great for some people, especially if you have um, an intolerance to carbs or some sort of medical condition, but it has to be monitored. So it's not like affecting your kidneys or, or making other problems in your system. Um, and in terms of eliminating a macronutrient category, um, I don't think that's good at all. Each macronutrient has their purpose. I lay out PDFs for my clients. So um, it took some time to get it all together, but I have all these different PDFs that my clients get when they hop on board. And one is a full explanation of macronutrients, why each one is important, why there's a balance of them. And for most of my clients, I do a good balance of the um, the macronutrients. So we keep the protein on the higher end. We're going to do like a moderate carb approach unless they really love carbs. Then we can try to do what um, I do in my case and see how their body reacts to it or, um, and then keeping the fats lower, but high enough where it's not affecting their hormones. So, um, a lot of it in my experience is allowing them to ask as many questions as possible. So I'll do, um, check-ins weekly and, um, those calls can last 
as short as 10 minutes, or they can last over an hour. And I don't put a time limit on it. I mean, if I have back-to-back -back calls, I'll let them know. And if it sounds like they need a longer conversation, then we'll book it to like a longer, longer slot. But I allow them to ask questions. I urge them to ask questions. I'll ask them three times before I get off the phone. Is there anything else you were wondering about? Any other questions you have? Anything you're not sure about? Anything that made you feel uncomfortable? And I want them to feel good when they get off the phone. Everything was answered. They're comfortable. They can reach out to me. Um, so uh, for instance, I had a client um, recently um, and she was really nervous with the carbs. And so fully explaining that, why I break down the macronutrient categories the way I do, um, and just helping her plan out her meals and everything like that has really helped her understand it more thoroughly. So in my experience, um, you can tell people all you want. You can say, you got to do this, you got to do this. But if you're not explaining why someone has to do something to where they can understand it, why would they continue doing it? They they could be asked by someone, oh, like, why are you eating this way? I don't know. My coach said so. And I can't tell you how many times I hear people say that, how many times I've talked to someone and they're like, oh, I don't know, but my coach told me to do it. So let me do it. So for me, I feel like it's just really important to fully explain everything along the way. So that's what I try to do with my Absolutely. clients. And it's not even about nutrition. It's about everything you do, right? Everything. And even, even in, rest days, yeah, everything. And I think that's in, in PT in the realm of performance. I always tell patients, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is where I made the connection. They look at me like I have 10 heads because I made a connection from their foot to their to shoulder. But like, hey, now you know why you do X, Y, Z. So the why component is great, but the active listening more on the coach's standpoint, a lot of coaches don't listen. They just prescribe and send things out and that's it, right? But have yeah. you truly individualized the client needs? So that's kudos to you and your programming. Um, and you can see a lot of her content again on her Instagram page. That I'll share with you guys in the links and so forth and her website. Um, and I want to touch base on that, on, on the last mission you have in life and the link to your business, because I... I have yet to come across that. And I read that and I was like, wow, I don't think, I never knew that existed um, on why you're pursuing a different career path, but it truly speaks you and your passion um, and your lifestyle. So can you give us a little bit of taste of that? You don't have to go to the full details because I don't want to expose anyone, but I just, I was just in awe. I was in like, this is amazing. I haven't had anyone come on the show to have that story. And I was like, she's got to share it with people, I hope. So floor is yours. <laughs> Okay. So it was the last question, right? About like the journey and then everything. Okay. Um, so uh, well, I already briefly went into the journey of how I became a coach and I do love it. I love helping my clients. I love getting text messages from them like, oh my God, I can fit into these jeans and I haven't fit in them in six years. Or oh my God, I lost a few pounds um, since I weighed myself two months ago because I stress not weighing yourself, especially um, for clients that have a complex about that because I've gotten clients that are like that and they're terrified of the scale and it's really not good um, because of all the bullshit advertisements that you see. So um, like, I love what I do, but um, as we kind of already went into it a little bit. I have a huge passion for animals. Um, and I, I've always had a passion for the environment as well, but it's been getting stronger um, 
especially lately, I've been, um, because I'm back in school, using my 9-11 bill and I graduate in December and I'm in an environmental ethics class right now and I'm actually learning a lot and it's really um, fully gearing me towards like um, I guess it can tie into like health still but um, with the environment and animals and health and how it's all interrelated and um, so after that I'd like to take my LSAT and actually try to get into law school and um, go down that path. Um, and with that, I still want to do coaching. I still, um, any clients that I have, I'm not dropping them. I've had clients tell me you can never stop doing what you're doing because I just love, they're to the point where they love the convenience of it. They love just having a workout in there. I've explained it to a point. If they have any questions, um, they can ask. I've had clients, uh, I still have clients that started with me three years ago and they just like they just like the process and, and the convenience of it and having that assistance. So I don't plan on um, stopping what I do. I'm sure it'll lessen a little bit along the way, um, but I really um, want to go full speed into that and um, fully opening uh, an animal rescue and kind of tying it all together, um, which I slowly started to do already. Um, and I came out with like hoodies um, and a portion of those hoodies were donated to, um, to me rescuing um, through Bullies and Friends Rescue Mission. I rescued uh, a few animals and helped them and um, it's gone towards food, medical costs, um, if they have heartworm, um, anything else that they may need. So I hope to um, tie that in more as the future goes on and expand that all. That's amazing. Um, and I was in awe and I say that not to toot your horn or whatever, but it truly is amazing if you listen to her for the last half hour of her story, her journey, her lifestyle and her passion and where her passion truly means. And if you get it, and this was a question that I don't really ask people because I try to make the connection for myself because these people are all in my circle. They're within my environment. We were at some point in the same area um, and her future husband is a great friend of mine and it's it's when you look at it it's the passion you have for changing lives but you're not just changing human lives you're changing animal lives you're changing the environment and as a coach you were the ultimate definition of what i would say wellness falls under it's the well-being of the environment and everything that's in the environment. And that's what you truly deliver. And I think that's how you make the people within you realize, wow, this is what I'm doing for you. And that's why I wanted to hear that story from your mouth. I feel like when you read it, it's like, oh, this is great. But, and that's what people don't realize is as coaches, what our job is, we want to create lifestyle changes. For myself, I went from personal training, strength and conditioning to nutrition and now in PT. And I connect my worlds together because we really ultimately want to change the lifestyle. But if you're not actively listening to your client, if you're not asking those questions as a coach, and if you're not continually thinking of other stressors and other well-being around you, you're not going to be successful in the coaching industry. And for you to do it completely remote and virtual and have the autonomy to do it at your at basically at, at, at bedside and still pursue this other passion of yours. It's, it's truly a blessing, but it's your true passion that people are following for. And I wanted to acknowledge that. Um, and with that folks, we're going to take a quick break and she'll be right back with you for some more fun. 
What's up, everybody? So we're back for break, and this has been truly a delight. Virginia has given us some insight in nutrition, career goals, and inspiration, what it truly means to be passionate about something and how to take your passion to a lifestyle. And with that, we were talking over break of giving her three pieces of advice for lifestyle changes and making these commitments that even sometimes myself, I'm hesitant to do because of like, uh, I don't know the response. So Virginia, the floor is yours and you take us away. Okay. Um, so number one, I would have to say is, um, there's never going to be the right time. Um, you're going to keep saying it's the right time, or you're going to keep saying it has to be the right time. Um, but there's never going to be the right time to start whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Um, start today, start now, start with whatever you can, um, at this moment and, whatever you have access to, use it and basically go from there. Um, slow growth is always better than no growth. And um, if you start today and you're slowly growing over the next year, you're going to still be further along than if you didn't start at all and a year from now, you're still waiting for the right time. Um, number two, I would have to say is um, stay true to what you want um, in your life and stop putting your energy into toxic people, toxic situations, um, and toxic behaviors. And um, with that, be selective with your energy. Make sure you're gearing it to where it's aligning with your goals, um, with your purpose, and um, choose uh, people who um, support you, um, who will call you out on your bullshit and help you grow. Um, support, um, uh, surround yourself, um, with that, that energy, that behavior and, um, positive situations that can help further, um, you and your purpose with your goals. And then number three, I would have to say is always continue to learn and grow. Speaking of growth, um, even when you think, you know, it all, you don't, you don't know it all. I used to think I knew it all like 10 years ago. I do not know it all. I still don't know it all. I am not even close to knowing it all. Um, always surround yourself with other people who might know more. Um, there's always someone who is going to know more, have more experience, who can teach you something new. Even if it's one thing, you can always learn something new from someone. So um, listen, um, fully listen and don't speak over them because you're, you're ruining that learning process. Ask questions and, um, and then formulate your own opinions from what you're learning. And I have to say that those probably be the top three for me, at least, in my opinion. And I think those top three carry over really well to, again, we're looking past fitness, we're looking past nutrition, but just in life, right? Mm -hmm. um, you guys have these goals in mind and these visions in mind. It's a matter of making the commitment. There's really no right time. There's never going to be a right time to so go with your gut instinct. But I like number three, the best, right? Always continue to learn and adapt. Um, and I was there right with you 10 years ago as a trainer, hot shot. You were like, I'm <laughs> trained with me. And now I'm like, dude, what was I doing? And I just had a meeting with my staff today and they're young trainers. Like, guys, I'm looking in the face right now. 10 years from now, I'm going to look back at this. Like, I have no idea what I was doing. And I said, that's where we all start. But that's the beauty of growth and the beauty of life is adapting, learning, and continue to grow and surrounding yourself with the right people to give you different insights and different visions on life and showing you 
why their passion thrives and how you can utilize someone else's passion to truly thrive your own passion and be successful. So Virginia, with that, I thank you for coming on today and sharing your story with us, sharing your time. And I hope for those of you who have been listening, you've been nothing but smiles listening to her story and have a vision and realizing that there's really no right time. Let's go for it and get it. So Virginia, thank you for coming on and I hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Awesome. All right, folks, till next time, take care.